This is another interview brought to you by TheBatmanUniverse.net. Uh, this is Stephen Hill, game director on Batman Arkham Asylum. Hi, this is Libra Mayo. I am Brandon Vietti, director of Under the Red Hood. Hi, this is Gail Simone. Hi, this is James Tucker. Hi, I'm Dan Jurgens. Hi, this is Bruce Tim. This is Michael Jelinek from The Brave and the Bold. Hi, this is Andrea Romano. Hi, my name is Dan DeDio. Hi, my name is Claiborne Moore with the C.S. Moore Studio. Hi, this is Jim Lee. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, it's Sean DiMaggio. Hello, everyone. I'm Batman, and you're listening to my podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Batman Universe Interviews. I'm your host, Dustin, and today I'm bringing you the interviews from C2E2 2011. Not only did I attend, but we were also able to get interviews for the first time ever at C2E2. So we'll give you uh, a number of interviews with a number of different comic creators, as well as a little bit of background information about where and how we attain these interviews. You may have seen these interviews on YouTube, but for those of you who haven't, this will be the first time you're hearing them. So first up... We have an interview with Ryan Benjamin. Ryan Benjamin is currently the artist on Batman Beyond, the ongoing series, and we caught up with him at his booth and talked to him a little bit about Batman Beyond and what we can expect in the future. So let's take a listen. Dustin here with the BatmanUniverse.net. I'm here with Ryan Benjamin, who is the current artist on Batman Beyond. Not only did he do the mini series, but he also is on the ongoing now. So, what what makes you like Batman Beyond? Um. I mean, think about it. It's Batman Beyond, you know. Um, it's one of the books that, you know, they when DC approached me and they told me about it, it didn't really hit me until, like, about five minutes after I hung up the phone. And I was like, okay, wow, yeah, this is Batman Beyond, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's... What can I say about it, you know? It, it's it's a great book. I love working on it, you know, and, and I can tell just from the, the fans. Did you used to watch the TV show? Um, I don't watch the TV show because I don't watch a lot of TV, but I do have the DVDs, and I usually just pop in the DVD at home, and I let it play. But I don't, I don't really watch it. I just kind of listen to it. You know, As long as I soak it in and it's playing around, that's what I usually do at home. So uh, how long are you going to be on the book for? Um, I'm not sure, man. Um, we'll see. I'm not, I, I, I don't want to set a, a time limit i don't want to put anything out there it says you know another two issues another you know 50 issues um usually the way how things go it's basically it, you, you know the corporation to kind of look at things based on the sales so i don't i don't know yet i still have i want to think think that i want to think it out i have a couple of, a couple of other ideas i want to work on so i don't want to tell i want to give it out yet what i'm going to work on yet so We'll see. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, and uh, wh- what's your uh, favorite character you've drawn so far? Uh, in the Batman universe? Um, well, well, of course, Batman. Um, I really like some of the new ones This is coming out right now. I can't give it away because it has to come out. Cause I'm actually drawing them right now, so I, I, I can't give them away. They're, they're really, really cool characters. And the best part is that I get to redesign them a little bit, so I I really love that. I really like. So they're existing characters. Yeah, they're they're existing char- characters in the universe. It's been on, on the show, and I can't say much more about it. Just All right. Well, thanks a lot, Ryan, for taking the time. 
All right, the next interview we have is with Chris Burnham. Chris Burnham was actually announced as a DC exclusive artist at a panel prior to this interview, and we interviewed him almost immediately following that panel. So we talked to him a little bit about Batman Incorporated and his upcoming work on that title, as well as what other series he'd like to work on in the future as far as the Batman books. So let's take a listen to that interview. Dustin here with the BatmanUniverse.net, and I am here with Chris Burnham, who has just been announced as a DC exclusive for two years. Thanks a lot. That's pretty exciting. He's going to be working on Batman Incorporated. We also saw him work on a little bit of Batman and Robin uh, last year, but he's going to be working on Batman Incorporated numbers four through six. So uh, what's your favorite character you've drawn so far? Uh, Well, obviously, I love drawing Batman. It's a lifelong dream to get paid to draw Batman, but I really like... Some of the goofier characters. I love drawing El Gaucho, and he's got that uh, he's got that cool mask. And I like I like drawing a leather jacket for whatever reason. And he and Batman get in a pretty cool fight with with Electro Knuckles, and those are pretty fun to draw too. Okay, um, so being that you're going to be on four through six, what other? Four, six, and seven. Oh, four, six, and seven. <laughs> four, six, and seven. So being that you're going to be on four, six, and seven uh, after Batman Incorporated, what other uh, book would you like to work on? Well, uh, I mean, I'd love to, to stay with the, back, uh, the Bat books for a while. Uh, Scott Snyder's been killing it over on Detective, so uh, we've been talking about uh, getting together and destroying some stuff just to see if we can destroy Gotham City in the coolest way possible. Uh, my buddy James Robinson is a pretty awesome writer, so uh, you know, maybe get together with him. I don't know. The world's my oyster now. <laughs> All right. If you were to stay in the Batman universe, what character would you want to draw the most besides Batman? Jeez. I would really love to draw Two Face. I really, uh, I mean, just it's just a, such a cool video of uh, visual split down the center. You know, one half's real clean, one half's really gnarly. It's just like really, really fun visual possibilities to play with. All right, and give us a little peek of what we can expect from your arts in uh, Batman Incorporated. All right, well, uh, from my art, it's good. Oh, I could talk about some some neat things that I've been uh, entertaining myself with. Uh, I've been doing this thing that I am calling super tangents, which is kind of a tangents, uh, if you remember from uh, geometry class, when you draw a circle and a line just barely touches it. And a tangent is kind of a thing in, uh, in art that is normally an error. Like if you, uh, similar to those, those pictures when you, someone's standing in front of the leaning tower of Pisa, and when their hand is just touching it, it looks like they're holding it up. So if you can screw that up in comics, and since it's totally two-dimensional, like if someone's shoulder is just touching a wall, or it can really look like they're physically touching when really they're supposed to be uh, in front of one another. And I've started doing this, uh, this trick when, I'm, when I've got these angular panels, and I'll, I'll have the perspective of the room perfectly line up with the angles on the panels, and it just I don't know, it looks off somehow. Like it looks, it looks a little weird, and so I'm, I'm doing that intentionally. And having a fair amount of fun with it, and I'm also, this is really shop talky. I'll have uh, a number of panels all share the same perspective grid, so it it, uh, it ties them together in a way that's uh, I think a little uh, more subconscious. So uh, I don't know if anyone's going to notice it, but it it gives me something to entertain myself with at two o'clock in the morning. All right, well that's Chris Burnham for you, keeping himself entertained at two o'clock in the morning. Thanks for being with us. All right, the next set of interviews we have followed the DC Icons panel in which they discussed not only Batman but also Superman and Wonder Woman. But we caught up with three different creators. The first one we caught up with was Scott Snyder. 
Scott Snyder obviously is working on Detective Comics and is making a huge impact in the Batman universe. So let's hear what we had to ask him. Dustin here with the BatmanUniverse.net, and I have with me the writer of uh, Detective Comics, Scott Snyder. Snyder started on Detective Comics back in November and kind of took all Bat fans by surprise with some amazing detective stories using Dick Grayson. So we've been seeing not only Dick Grayson's story, but we've also been seeing a lot of James Gordon Jr., which we haven't seen really as a major character since Batman Year One back in the 80s. So tell us a little bit about James Gordon Jr., well, he's a character I, I've been dying to use for a while. I, I mean, for me, our whole story, beginning in 871, and, and it's going to wrap up in a big exercise issue in August in 881, is about the way that Gotham challenges its saviors. So it really is about the way that, for Bruce, Gotham creates certain villains that are extensions of his own uh, weaknesses and strengths. The Joker is essentially who he'd be if he broke his rules. You know, uh, Two-Face is all about the duality of Bruce's life, a kind of parody of that. For Dick, we tried to create villains that uh, are sort of extensions of his own weaknesses and strengths. So the first cycle was really about how ugly the people in Gotham can be. That was the use of the crowbar and all that kind of stuff with the dealer and this cult of sort of rich people that bid on items that uh, villains have used because we really wanted to show Dick, who has all this faith in the human character, how ugly it could be. That's the way Gotham operates for, for us in our story. So for James, the idea was we wanted to create a character that would be that same foil for Jim Gordon because for him, he's you know the seminal detective. He adds everything up. It should make sense. You should have an answer at the end of your mystery. But for him, what if his son, my feeling was, what if his son is the greatest mystery he's never solved in terms of is his son as bad as Barbara thinks he is or is he just a troubled guy? He makes, I think, a compelling case in the next issue where he says, in eight, a little later, where he says, essentially... Barbara can't walk. There's something wrong with her spine. I was born, or maybe it was caused by the fall in year one, whatever the reason is, I've been diagnosed with this problem. I don't have... The, 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 a certain part of my brain does not produce enough peptides. I don't have uh, a conscience. I don't have... you know. And there are people that he has antisocial personality disorder. He's like, why, I, why is that not just an affliction? It's not my fault. I'm not evil. I'm trying my best, and I don't get the same impulses as people. And now I'm on a new medication, uh, and I'm in a clinical trial, and it's helping me get a little bit better. So we wanted to create James Jr. as a character that Jim Gordon, the great detective, sort of can't figure out. Because he that, to me, is one of the biggest challenges that Gotham could throw at him individually, considering who he is psychologically and emotionally and all that stuff. So that's James. Um, 875, which comes out March 30th. Um, has a little bit of a jumping-on point initiative at the beginning, so it'll sum up what's happened so far from Harvey Bullock's point of view um, in two pages. If you haven't been reading us, it's a, it's a good time to jump on. But the issue itself gives a lot more. It's a standalone. It gives a lot more of James's history with the Gordon family and why they all seem so scared of this guy who's just a scrawny guy in glasses. So we're very excited about that issue. It's Francesco. Hey, the Tony Daniel, also for Batman Universe. Tony's awesome. Anyway, the... Um, the idea would be that in, in right after 875, 876 begins the organized crime story where we show these new criminals that are trying to take over Gotham now that the Black Mask and the Maronis and the Falcons have fallen. And it really does begin the ramping up before the end of our whole story that's really going to culminate in this kind of twisted climax, hopefully, in, in uh, 881 that will bring all the things together that we've been building towards. 
then getting over to the other series that's coming out in May, Batman Gates of Gotham, how did that idea come up? You know, we've we've had a little bit of history of Gotham City in the past, but this is solicited as, you know, really laying out the four founding families of Gotham City and how Gotham City came to the metropolis, per se, of what it is now. Exactly. I mean, uh, the, the idea for the series really was a blend of things. We wanted to... We wanted to sort of, first and foremost, I mean, I've always loved stories about Gotham's past. I loved what they did in Gotham Underworld. I love Made of Wood, the Brubaker story, where you get glimpses. And I love, obviously, what they've done in Return of Bruce Wayne and Batman and Robin, where you get glimpses of the Waynes from the past, Gotham of the past. And my feeling was Gotham is a city where the past is always sort of alive and seething beneath the present. And so we started talking, um, I started talking to Mike Marks, the editor, about a possible story, and then he had an idea for a story that involved a certain character we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and we kind of put him together, and then he was saying, can you write this? And I really, I've been, you know, I have a lot of uh, bad stuff coming uh, on the on my plate, which I'm thrilled with. And so he started talking about different writers that he's really excited about, and he showed me Kyle Higgins stuff, who did the annuals, uh, Night Runner story with Trevor McCarthy, who's great. And I really loved his stuff, and so he hooked us up together, and it's been wonderful. I mean, the mystery, the story really is about a terrible thing that happened in Gotham back when they were first building the skyscrapers and in this race with Metropolis to have a better skyline in some ways and something that was never solved back then that then now is cracked wide open again. The mystery begins again because of a terrible thing that happens in the opening pages. So it's a mystery with Dick Grayson. It's all about the history of Gotham and how he has to come to terms with being part of Gotham's present means also understanding its past. And we're very, very excited because we're going to be able to bring back Cassandra Kane as one of the supporting characters in the first issue. Um, Kyle is just killing it on writing, and Trevor is killing it on art. I'm really proud to be a part of the team and that they let me tag along. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great ride. I really hope any, everyone will pick it up. We're really proud of it. Well, it looks like it's, it's going to turn out great, and everything that we're seeing is great. Just give us a short tease of what we can expect in the coming months with Detective Comics. Well, with Detective, it's sort of that. We're really going to be sort of doing one more chapter of the James story. Then we're going to start ramping it up towards the end of both the James story and the sort of front story with uh, Dick. So it's all going to start getting really, really dark and scary and action-packed starting, you know, in the next couple issues. We're very excited. And, uh, you know, we just hope you'll you'll stick with us. Thank you to everybody reading us, too. We've been so... uh, honored by and thrilled with the response i mean i really really appreciate it and all of us do jock francesco uh mike janelle everyone that works on the book detective we all and dave Barron, the colorist who's wonderful we all really really appreciate it so thank you well the response is well deserved you guys are doing a great job and we look forward to a lot more issues to come in the future thanks a lot the next interview we have is with kyle higgins higgins may not be as familiar with the Batman universe, but that doesn't mean he hasn't worked on Batman in the past. He actually worked on the Detective Comics Annual of 2010 with the Night Runner backup story, but he also is writing the upcoming Batman Gates of Gotham series along with Scott Snyder. So let's hear this interview. Dustin here with the BatmanUniverse.net, and I have with me Kyle Higgins. We know Kyle Higgins because he did the Night Runner backstory in the Detective and Batman annuals in December, but he also is going to be working on Batman Gates of Gotham with Scott Snyder and Trevor McCarthy coming this May. So first off, how did you get on to the Night Runner story? Uh, well, basically, I had been uh, doing a couple things here and there at Marvel, um, and I met Mike Martz at, actually a year ago at C2E2, 
and went out for a drink and just started talking and we stayed in touch. Uh, he said he wanted to try me out on something and give me an opportunity. And so when the, the Batman and Detective annuals came up, the idea was to introduce the, uh, the French Batman uh, of, in Paris. David Hyam was going to be writing the lead story, but Mike thought there would be a great opportunity for a backup uh, co-feature there that would deal with um, basically the, the Night Runner's origin. So uh, we talked about it for a little bit. David Hyam sent over some notes. Uh, and, and pretty much the direction I got was that he was going to be a French-Algerian Muslim. Um, and I just kind of ran with it. So... Uh, it was a lot of fun. Trevor McCarthy came on after the first issue, which uh, was fantastic because it meant I could write the second part of it knowing he was the artist and knowing his strengths. And we got just an absolutely gorgeous double-page spread of Night Runner. It's very kind of almost J.H. Williams-esque crashing through uh, the, the Night Runner uh, Batman symbol, uh, in the, which is also serving as the, uh, the panel breakdowns. So, uh, but yeah, and, and, you know, from there... Um, I guess Mike, you know, he didn't hate it, and he came to me uh, with Scott, who had read the Night Runner backups as well, and, and he really responded to it. And we just started talking about different ideas. And Scott had this miniseries idea he wanted to do that would deal with more about or more with the some of the history of Gotham. Um, and but you know, Scott's doing American Vampire, he's doing Detective, so uh, it was something that he wanted to bring a collaborator on with him. And so I'm writing it. Uh, Scott and I have story by credit, and uh, we got we got Trevor back. So the team's all together, uh, plus Snyder. <laughs> all right. So with Gates of Gotham, I mean, with Night Runner, you laid out the backstory of that character. Now with Gates of Gotham, you're almost essentially laying out a good chunk of Gotham's backstory, which is kind of a cool twist. Uh, you know, we've seen bits and pieces here and there of Gotham's history, but this is really the with the four founding uh, families of Gotham. And then the race between Gotham Metropolis to build the skyline, it's, it's, it's going to be something that we really haven't seen. What can you tell us about it? Well, I mean, up to this point, especially in uh, the Return of Bruce Wayne series, uh, the different eras have been covered. But the era that always really fascinated uh, myself, and I know Scott as well, uh, is the Gilded Age. It's the 1880s. It's, you know, uh, turn of the century, the, the building of the first skyscrapers in America. Um, and there, there's, a, there's a, a great opportunity there to both explore the history of the families, but also the history of these buildings. You know, a lot of people talk about Gotham as being a character unto itself, and I think what they what they're usually referring to is is kind of the mood that Gotham creates and how there are all these different sections of the city that Gotham can be whatever you need it to be, depending on what your story is. So I, I've been kind of taking that as a challenge to come up with, well, why do those, why do the areas exist where they're at? Why do the buildings exist where they're at? Uh, who is the architect that uh, that that kind of ran things after Cyrus Pinckney? So I, I think the fans are gonna, I think everyone's gonna really enjoy uh, where we're going with it. I mean, I know as a fan myself. I've loved seeing all the glimpses of Gotham, whether it be, I know Scott mentioned in another interview, whether it be in Swamp Thing or whether it's uh, in uh, Return of Bruce Wayne or even um, there's a story about the Destroyer um, in the early 90s. And so I've always latched on to that as well. So I just want to make sure that the present day story uh, is pushing things and it's not just a, it's not just a reason to have flashbacks. 
You know what I mean? So I'm working really hard to make sure that the, the current storyline with Dick Grayson and the Bat family is just as exciting. We loved you on Night Runner. We're going to love Gates of Gotham. The hype's already building up online. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. All right, and the final interview we have from C2E2 2011 is with Tony Daniel. Daniel has been writing and drawing the art for the Batman series and has teamed with Grant Morrison a number of times in the past. So let's hear this interview. This is Dustin with the BatmanUniverse.net, and I'm here with the writer and artist on Batman. Not only has he been doing Batman currently, but he's also done Batman Battle for the Cow in the past and worked with Grant Morrison on Batman in the past as well. So a bunch of things have... You've, you've done a bunch of things uh, recently in the Batman universe. We've, we've seen a ton of characters that you've, you've brought in, and really, what's your favorite thing you've done so far in the book, whether it be writing, drawing, or bringing a character in? Um... I mean, it's, it's hard to pick just one moment, but um, you know, each issue is its own new challenge, and I, I try to find a way to um, bring a lot of uh, enthusiasm and excitement to each issue. But uh, I'd say, honestly, right now I'm really excited about uh, the, the arc that I just finished uh, with uh, Two-Face and the Riddler, and we have some Falcones in there, and we have... Uh, you know, a lot of great action and some mystery and suspense and uh, some uh, characters returning that we haven't seen in a while. Um, even though I'm not drawing those issues, I'm really excited about uh, the story that I uh, that I just finished writing for that. Okay, and then one of the main questions that a lot of people are asking that in relation to the Batman title is, what's the deal with Catgirl? What was the concept behind her? Why did she come to be? Is she going to be around in the future? What's the deal? Um, well, the the concept for her was to kind of link in something new with the uh, with the Falcone crime family, and uh, I wanted to you know open up open up new readers to uh, that old classic, the Long Halloween, um, make them want to go back there and find out you know what the deal is with Selena and um, who is Katrina and. Why is why is she saying that she's you know a relative and um, you know I have plans for for us to learn more about them and uh, the other part was I just wanted to do a cool cat girl character I had an idea and and uh, I wanted I wanted to make her uh, more of a protege of Selena Kyle who I am a big fan of Catwoman so it, you know gave me an excuse to kind of bring uh, Catwoman a little bit further into the story and uh, I wanted, I just wanted to introduce like another conflict really with uh, with a new teen kid hero in town that gets in, into danger and into trouble. So I found that very exciting. Okay and then coming forward you mentioned a little bit about Batman Two-Face in uh, the upcoming story arc. What else can we expect to see from Batman and you in the future as far as the Batman universe goes? Um... Well, I have a lot of things lined up. There's a lot of top-secret stuff going on at the moment, but uh, I, I can't really reveal what happens after my next arc because some of it's still up in the air, but uh, there's a lot of characters I still want to work on. Um, you know, I haven't really touched on Joker yet, and uh, that's somebody I'm kind of dying to, to play with. And I also want to introduce some new characters, and uh, um, I think we're all on the same page at DC, you know, about, you know, uh, infusing some new 
uh, crime elements into Gotham City, so, some things that we haven't seen before, as opposed to just bringing up, you know, old guys from the 70s or the 60s. So uh, uh, I am going to be bringing some new life into the book, and um, uh, I'm just going to basically keep trying to tell intriguing stories and get, you know, more interesting and get deeper into the character of Dick Grayson, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoys it too. Well, you're doing a great job on Batman. We really appreciate your art. Please do keep doing the art more so than the writing. The your, your art's amazing, and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for being with us. All right, so that wraps up our coverage of C2E2 2011. We have many more conventions in the future and many more interviews to come. So make sure you're checking back for coverage of San Diego 2011 as well as any other interviews we get with other comic creators. So this is Dustin, and you've been listening to the Batman Universe Interviews. We'll see you next time. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same...